Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. China, uh, as you see, a, a basically a uh, a sense of drifting relationship between U.S. and China. And whereas with India, it's become much more confrontational. Uh, we have troops in Ladakh. Uh, we have a quad taking place. And uh, so geopolitically, both countries are aligned itself. The question I have is, is while on, on a geopolitical basis, both countries are aligned, how can U.S.-India partner better and, and, and deal with the rise of China in a positive way rather than in a confrontational way? But as, I think that is the, the question of our time, not uh, for India, for, for the United States, and frankly, for the rest of the world. And I, I think back of many of my visits to India where I think my Indian colleagues were always reluctant to not offend China. They wanted to try to, I think, play this middle course. I think the ability to play this, that middle course has been challenged. I think you've seen Chinese aggressive military actions, as you mentioned, and actually even armed conflict within the last couple of months. Uh, I also think you've seen China move extraordinarily aggressively in technology development. I call it authoritarian capitalism, where within China, they allow ferocious domestic com- competition, particularly in new technology areas. I've been particularly focused on 5G, but it's 5G, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, where they have this ferocious domestic uh, competition inside China until a Chinese national champion emerges, the way Huawei did in 5G. That Chinese national champion then gets 75% on average of the domestic Chinese market, which translates into 20% of the global market. And so you've got already a foothold in terms of global dominance just by dominating China. And then that Chinese national champion is backed, as in the case of Huawei and 5G, with upwards of $100 billion. There is no American company or Indian standalone company alone or Japanese company or British company alone that can, that can take on that kind of state-sponsored authoritarian capitalism model. So I think we are going to have to, um, in, in, in vis-a-vis China, think about China, yes, from the military standpoint, but I think more on the technology and economic standpoint. And this is going to mean India is a great technology leader. America is a, a great technology leader. We need greater collaboration. We're going to need a willingness to get back engaged, both nations in setting standards, protocols, rules. I think we've, in the democracies, and I won't say the West, but the democracies writ large have backed off of that and 
China is setting in many areas standards, and those standards oftentimes reflect the Chinese values of lack of transparency and the ability to have government intervention. Um, we need to counter that. I think it can only be done by this, what I call, alliance of the willing. question which uh, I have, uh, which the Indian viewers are asking is, while President Trump was very tough on China, very confrontational on China, where do you see the Biden presidency going forward? Will it take a tougher stand or will it go much softer? Well, I think, I, I think Trump was directionally right with China. And I think that for a long time, under previous administrations, Democrat and Republican, Obama and Bush, and even back to Clinton, there was this conventional wisdom, the more you bring China into the WTO, international organizations, the more you bring them into the global economy, the more they're going to become a democracy. That did not prove to be the case. They, frankly, took some of the best models of British and American imperialism and turned it into their own Chinese uniquely, unique model. Um, when Trump came in, he changed that direction, but he changed it on an unequal basis. It said you had to pick between whether you're going to be in the American basket or side with the Chinese. And he didn't offer much for nations who wanted to be on the American side because it was a, it, when, you, when you start with this America first only, you know, if there's not an ability on supply chains, for example, for India to participate or Vietnam to participate or Malaysia to participate, then, you know, it becomes a straight economic proposition of who can offer you the most short-term dollars or, or rupees. Um, if you don't offer something that's based on values, if you're saying it's simply American authoritarianism versus Chinese authoritarianism, that's not, I don't think, an attractive enough offer. I think, and I think this is a very important point, that I think the Biden administration, I hope, will remain vigilant and is appropriate, tough on China, but I hope that you know, rather than trying to divide the world into an American Chinese, that it can be a much more a collaboration with other democracies around the world. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.